0: this is raw cut
1: welcome to life bursts i'm matt and i'm sarah today what does this teddy bear with the blue shirt and black shorts and a flower on his right hand got to do with our guest for today yes this is life burst welcome to today's show
2: it's great to have you joining us uh, online on our live stream, or on uh, we can. You might be listening to us on community radio, community television, or many other ways. Uh, it is fantastic to be sharing another story with you today in the studio. Today we have Marge. Welcome, Marge.
3: Thank you. Yes, and welcome.
2: Great to have you. Tell us uh, where did life start out for you. Take us back to the beginning.
3: Well, I know when you do TV um, and podcasts and things, you need a script. So I've got a script here. Okay. Right. All right, okay. so uh, this yeah. is what I've got all to talk about. But on the other side here, I've just
1: got, hello, everybody.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> good script. Good. Yeah. Yep, so
1: got some yellow and blue paper that's been that's stuck You That's right. How about <laughs> it, it was a
2: good visual it, gag.
1: It, it, okay. it, it's disappeared now. <laughs> all right.
2: Yeah,
3: good. so Noel was born at the uh, Mount Barker Hospital, and the um, – Nurse, all the doctors said to Mum, you know, ah, oh, she'll be coming along in the morning. No worries. Well, that night, I didn't want to hang around, and yeah, I was born at night with a midwife, and that the doctor didn't get around to delivering me. So from there, I um grew up on the family farm. Our farm was um a um. I grew up on a farm with dairy cows and
1: uh, so enjoyed. March Marge has brought in a, a cow. Yes, yes. Not a real cow. <laughs> Just so we'd point that out. This is going to be a really good episode that if you are listening to us via podcast or on radio, to jump over to our Facebook or YouTube later um, channels on. later yep. on to actually see watch the cow. It in person. You can see the cow <laughs> with a little bell on there too.
2: Okay, so yeah. you had a few of these around uh, around your farm growing up, yes, dairy cows. Yeah, we
1: had
3: about a um, hundred, and we milked them. Um, my ancestors milked them by hand, of course, well, back then. Mm. And then I used to go up the up to another farm, which they had about three hundred acres, and I used to help up there with the calves, feeding them and collecting the milk and rounding them up and. Yeah, so I spent a lot of time at the neighbours, actually. Mm -hmm. Mum hardly ever saw me. Even after school, I would go straight up there and, yeah, help at four o'clock. And uh, I didn't do the morning shift. The morning shift was looking after my cows, actually feeding them before I went to school. And... And feeding the ducks and the guinea pigs and the rabbits and everything, so like that. So, yeah,
2: so it sounds like an introduction to an outdoor life and, and the yeah, life absolutely. of harbor. Absolutely,
3: yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I really enjoyed it with the um, you know, playing in tree houses and climbing trees and things that kids can't do these days, but yeah, it was a glorious time, yeah. So, um, yep, yeah, so I um, I grew up with my teddy bear. Now, a lot of people would have these sorted around in the baby-booming years.
2: Okay, we've got yeah. him in the studio uh, yeah. here with us. Yes, uh, yeah. uh, he does, Wave, everybody. He looks like he's been around a bit.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> his name's like Ted. Ted. Ted yes. to Ted. Yep. And uh, the jacket that he's wearing actually um, came from a friend from Loxton. We went up there to have a holiday one time for Mum and for about, I don't know, a fortnight, I think it was. And uh, while we are up there, she said, oh, I need to do Ted a eh? outfit so... She did up a little outfit for him, and
1: yeah. I was happy as Larry. It's <laughs> a <laughs> so yellow teddy bear with a blue jumpsuit. That's on right, and yes. So on. that's
2: pretty special. Ted's been around many years. You've managed to preserve him. Well, yes. I mean,
3: I haven't mentioned, you know, what year I was from. No, for. you haven't yep, yep, yep. <laughs> But for those out there, you know, yeah, they know what era I was from.
1: Yeah, because so. of a teddy bear. Yeah, yes. Matt, do you want to pass the cow over this side? We can put it at the front today. I feel like we're going to have so many bits and pieces. The table will
2: be be growing as the story grows. Yes. Okay, so growing up uh, with uh, around family but also some neighbours as well. Um,
3: That's right, yeah. Siblings? Siblings, yeah, two brothers. One, um, yeah, Philip. he's older than I am, and then there's Timothy, and then there's myself. And we got on really, really well, and we still get on very well Mm. together. You know, we're always helping. We're a very helping family and, yeah, look out for each other.
1: So what was the age difference
3: between all of you? Uh, my eldest brother is 12, 12 years older than I am and then Timothy's seven, uh, five years older than I am. So what was it like with Philip being so much older than you? Well, I didn't really um, know that much, I mean, I found out when he left work he'd been working for 42 years and I went, now this is going to let people know roughly how (laughs) old I am, I worked out that I was six when you started work. And, yeah, so he was always working everything else. But Timothy and myself, we used to hang around playing dams and do um,
1: fun things. What type of things did you used to get up to? In the, the dams and swimming pools and tree houses that you talked about before? Oh, right. Well,
3: I uh, made a boat. I always wanted a boat, so I made up a, a wooden crate with plastic in it as a lining and um, yeah, went out in the dam and that. We went yabbying. Um, yeah, mainly yabbying and just playing around and swimming. In the dam, yeah. And then my brother made up a swimming pool. Um, we dug out a great big area and he covered that in plastic and we used that as a swimming pool. And that was about two
1: feet deep, but um, <laughs> it was good.
2: Yeah,
3: nice. Mm,
1: yes, mm, nice mm. to cool off on a hot summer's day. It was, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And what about on the weekends? What did you get up to? Uh, the weekends,
3: just, yeah, kid stuff. <laughs> it's, it's <just> anything different? <laughs> That's cool. tomboy stuff, right? I used to ride my bike everywhere and make out that I had an imaginary friend, and yeah, and we did, um, yeah, a lot of bike riding. So always have, wanted to be a policewoman. Okay, and that so, so I no always time for,
2: for dolls and uh, for you.
3: No tomboy stuff. <sighs> yes, yes. I had a, I had a friend, um, an Aboriginal friend, she was very close. And uh, she wanted to come to my place after Sunday school, after church, a few times. And but all she wanted to do was play dolls. I didn't like that idea. <laughs> 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 I was I was into the uh, into the Lego and um, yeah, the fun stuff outside. Right. Yes. But yeah, I still had dolls. I've still got them today, and that. But um, yeah.
2: Hmm. What about school? Uh, where did you go to school, and uh, how went, was that for you?
3: Yeah, I went to school at Ichunga Primary and um, did seven years there. Um, my two brothers before me went to Ichunga Primary. I found out that my brother, my mother used to push a pram with Philip Younger as a baby to school, which was two kilometres away. Right, okay. One of those great big four-wheel prams yeah. came. Yeah, and And I thought, oh, wow. And then she did the same for Timothy. Right. But as for me, well, we just walked to school or uh, I rode my bike and mum used to always ride a bike in with me.
1: Yeah.
3: Or I'd walk home with with friends at night time. But I wouldn't walk home. I'd walk straight up the hill to the farm.
1: Right. You've talked a lot about your mum. Where was your dad during all of this? Uh,
3: Dad was... um, he was a woodcutter and he cut a lot of wattle in, um, in the area through Harndorf and and that area, and used to then sell it to Patterson Brothers, which was at Mount Barker, and they're not there anymore. But um, he then became a mechanic And I used to, well, that's where I spent a lot of time too, down in the shed, sitting on the fender, looking into the engine and watching him, you know, lift out engines and tinker around and that. We were were into tinkering
1: and that, which is really great, great fun. Yeah. Yeah. We will be back with more Life Bus with Matt and Sarah. We're chatting with Marjorie straight after this.
0: If you like what you're hearing, please write a review of this podcast on your podcasting app, or you can share this on social media.
1: This is LifeBurts with Matt and Sarah, and we are chatting with Marjorie. Now, we're up to the part, Marjorie, where you are tinkering in your dad's shed, uh, engines, (laughs) and and everything. Take Mm -hmm. us on the journey from there. Uh,
3: From there, he... um... Yeah, he used to work on semi-trailers and uh, for Gilbert's transports and used to we used to go sometimes he'd ring up and go quick pack up the kids we're all going to Victor Victoria to uh, fix up one of the trucks because they would broken down and so off we'd go we'd the whole pack family. up the whole family wow. all except for Philip. I don't think Philip was involved um maybe earlier but anyway he um Yeah, we'd all off to uh, Victoria, Victoria. sorry, at (laughs) Horsham, um, mainly, and uh, yeah, and we'd sit there during the night while he was fixing up these semi trailers, just mum and myself. Mm. Mum would go along, and Timothy, we'd go along to keep him company. And and that so we we enjoyed it because that meant we didn't have school the next day. <laughs> so yeah, that that was that was uh, a good bonus in it. Uh, or we'd get back to school late, but mainly we'd have the day off because it was a matter of going over there, working in the dark, and he'd drive home in the dark. And yeah, so from there, um, he used to take me to school, and uh, when I started in grade five, he would. Um, go to drop me off and I'd be bawling my eyes out because I didn't want to go to school. the uh, the, are parents, (laughs) you know, even I did that. Your children, you know, (laughs) most probably do that and so Mm. did my children. But uh, Dad would just go and tell the the teacher and he'd take me off to work for half the morning and then I'd go back to school. And that was in grade one. Mm.
2: Yeah. All part of a well-rounded education? Absolutely.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, it was... um, he was really good, and then, um, then in the, um, what was it, nineteen seventy, passed away. Oh. So I've been without a father for um, fifty years. Right. And okay. That. But he's still there. Yeah. You know everything I do, I remember him, and mm. yeah.
2: So still, you things. were still in your childhood.
3: I was ten. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> now how old you are you? Yeah. I'm 60. <laughs> Wait, how did it affect you with your yeah. father passing? As
2: a 10-year-old. Yeah.
1: It
3: really... I think, you know, you, you, it, it, I was too young to sort of really for it to sink in mm-hmm. and that. Um, yeah, I was sad and upset and everything. Um, but it mainly affected my brothers more. Um, I can remember... Um, sitting in the lounge room and mum had this phone call and all of a sudden I just thought, oh, something's wrong. And then, you know, yeah, that was not a good day. Mm. Um, My brother, he, um, Timothy, he had just made a sack truck at metalwork at high school for dad and he bought that home that night. Mm. And, yeah, that was not good. Mm. And Philip was going on a holiday and he had to cancel that. So from there, Philip actually started to become a father figure and he was looking after us and he still is a father figure. Mm. <laughs> he, you know, he's really there to support us and help us, yeah.
2: Wow.
1: Mm. That's a huge experience to go through at 10. Yeah, To have your father there for you all the time. Yes. And then suddenly now he's not there. Mm. How did your mother cope through that time? Uh, Bewildered, upset. Um, I
3: guess she managed. I'm not too sure. Mm. I mean, as you get older, you know, I realise what she went through and everything like that. But, Mm. uh, yeah, yeah, she just got on with life and... Mm, what do yeah. you think helped her get through that time? Have us children, mm-hmm. friends, support, um, the church community, and uh, she was always a outgoing sort of a person, always going out to places. She never drove or anything like that, but she always found someone to pick her up and take her and that. So, no, mainly family and support mm, love. mm, mm. Through that, but you know, I can find out. You know, I sort of realise now. You know, with what she would have had to cope with on her own, with us three children, mm. and mm. even though we were good kids, you know. Oh, of course, sure, right. yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> So as you move then through that with a new family setting uh, mm-hmm. and into your later years of schooling. Um, what what did the future look like? What were your hopes as a, as a child looking to where you might go next?
1: She wanted to be a policewoman. Yes, yes, I yes, wanted to be a policewoman. How long did
2: that uh, hope, just, Did, did that, that was something you continued to want to do?
3: Uh, for quite a while. I still mm. like doing detective work. Okay. <laughs> you know, I always suss out what my kids are doing because <laughs> they leave something laying around yeah. and I go, okay. <laughs> Yes, I know what you've been doing today yeah. you know, <laughs> and things like that. So yeah, yeah I do enjoy it. The... <laughs> right. But then I wanted to be a, a vegetarian, and okay. uh, yeah, I used to you know pull frogs apart and <laughs> 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 all those fun things and mice and things like.
2: that. <laughs> so you you were surrounded by nature and animals and the farm. So yeah. it just was yeah. natural that. Animals yeah. were, something. and I
3: used to collect um I used to collect frogs and uh as pets, okay, and I found a three legged frog one time uh-huh. and uh um I think uh, we let Colin Telinger, who was a big book author, mm-hmm. and he's done a book on frogs, and uh yeah, he um wanted to know more about it, and I think it's in his book, okay, yeah, you discovered yeah. a rare. Species. Yeah, three-legged yeah. frog. Did they frunk. name it after you? What, three-legged
2: <laughs> We'll have to find the book, won't we? Yeah.
3: Yes, yes. It's in the cupboard somewhere. <laughs> right.
2: So uh, did, you, yeah, did you move on after your Chunga Primary School to another school? Or, yes, yeah? so
3: I went on to, um, it was Adelaide Tech mm-hmm. down at Cunningham Street. And the reason for that was my brother, Philip, used to work in Cunningham Street. So that was down one end and the high school was up the other end of the street, uh, yeah. so um, he would drop me off and um, then I would, after school, I'd then go down and um, wait for him to knock off work and I might go home at nine o'clock, but I'd do my homework. It was one way of getting my homework done. Yeah. So, yeah. But again, he used to, as a, he was a salesperson at Poly Products and he would go off to Murray Bridge selling plastic bags in the morning, so we'd go into Murray Bridge, he'd do his bit. I'd get to work school late. Right. <laughs> so, again. <laughs> I wasn't a bludger, sorry, but I mean, um...
1: <laughs> pattern, a constant pattern.
3: <laughs> yeah, so quite often he had to do work stuff on the way home or before school.
1: And I just went with the flow. Because mm. mm. being any Chunga there, obviously, was, wasn't any buses to get you down into no, the city. No, no, yeah. no, no buses or anything.
3: I mean, unless you wanted to catch the seven o'clock one and get back by six o'clock and things like that. But it was just more convenient. And the reason I went there was otherwise I would have had to be riding my bike in the rain. And yeah, it was just uh, Timothy went to, my other brother went to Glungunga High too. They changed to Glungunga High. And now they're Glingunga International, I think. Yeah. 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 Okay,
2: it's a bit of history there.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I did a lot of sport there and mm. things like that. So, yeah.
1: So, when you finished school, what happened next?
3: What happened next? Oh, well, I got myself a car. Uh huh. Okay, here comes another prop. <laughs> My nice green Morris 1100. Okay, I see. And it almost looks like that too, doesn't
2: it? We've got, uh, for those yeah. who are listening, yes. we've got a hand drawn, uh, you know, beautifully hand drawn.
1: <laughs> no, have uh, the Yara uh, camera there. Yep. Teresa with the camera on. There we go. <laughs> you can see
3: what you're well, doing. Yeah, all
1: right. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, my first car was a
3: Morris 1100. Uh huh. And that was fantastic. You could finally not have
2: to be driven everywhere. That's right. <laughs> yes,
3: <laughs> and I went to um, um, went on holidays in it and everything else. Yeah. So at the age of sixteen, because I'd already ridden on the you know family property and everything else, didn't take long for me to get my uh, my l's and uh, yeah. So I started the uh, Mount Barker Courier. Okay. Well, no, actually my first job was at Polyproducts. Okay. Yeah. Um, which was down at Regency Park at that stage. And the manager at uh, Poly Polyproducts where Philip works said, Well, until Marjorie can find a job she, she can work here. Hmm. Um and that was counting plastic bags and dealing with with, with slippery plastic on a hot thirty six degree mm-hmm. day. Luckily, I had that job for three days,
1: (laughs) (laughs) and I went on. I went on to work at the Mount Barker Courier. Now, what is the Mount Barker Courier for people who aren't aware of what that is? The
3: Mount Barker Courier is a newspaper. I should have brought one in. Sorry,
1: okay. (laughs) I brought so many. Okay, there's still so
3: many more to come. Everybody, it's um, a newspaper. It's the um, Adelaide Hills. Um, newspaper here, which um, runs from Mount Barker. And,
1: yeah, I did a lot of cut and paste there. Excellent. When we come back after the next break, you're going to tell us a little bit more about that and what cut and paste actually is, because mm. many people won't actually know what that is. So this is Life burst with Matt and Sarah. We're chatting with Marjorie. We'll be back straight after this. <laughs>
0: Hey, did you know this show is available in video too? You can find it at rawcart.com.au
2: You're joining us on Life Burst with Sarah and Matt, and we are chatting to Marge. You've uh, talked about getting work with a newspaper
3: That's cut and yeah. pasting.
2: So, if you brought in some scissors and some clad glue to show <laughs> us what you're used to, what is cutting and pasting in a, in a newspaper setting?
3: Cutting and pasting is newspaper issue. Um, Here we go. Yep. Here it comes. You may be able to see this. I'm yeah. not sure. So you've got a piece of paper. I've got a piece of paper with lines in it. Yeah. Okay. Now, the page, and it still is made up of 41 centimetres deep
1: yeah.
3: by seven columns across. So when you get the career or a newspaper, you can see it goes in columns. So when we get, um, it's very hard to explain. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's all right. So when we get um, photos and that, it we'll comes through and it's made into a bromide. From a bromide, we then cut them. What's a bromide? A a bromide is a. (laughs) (laughs) 27. I have no idea what's a bromide. What is this?
1: Okay.
3: A bromide is made up of pixels of greys and whites and, you know, your different tones. Okay. But it only comes out in grey and white because that's what the newspaper is until further down the track we got to doing colour. So mm -hmm. for quite a few years we just did black and white.
1: Okay. Um Now you can go. And she's, she's brought brilliant. more. Yeah. I brought more. So, okay. what have you got?
3: This is a book I did on the Mount Barker Courier. Yeah, and I'll explain more about it's a blue why body. I did this book.
2: Okay, so this is your hand handmade
3: handmade book.
2: Okay, history of the courier.
3: So. We have what's called a lino type. I haven't got a picture of the linotype type, but here is a, a gentleman that is holding a tray, a wooden tray that is in um, columns. Again, your seven columns by forty-one centimeters deep, and with the lino type, it would print out your um, a metal sort of a block with lettering on it, which was raised. Yeah, which was raised. So you can just sort of see it was made out of board and they had to then put it together to um, do your writing. From there, they would actually roll through ink over the top of it with um, book paper, sorry, put paper onto the metal Lettering, mm-hmm. and then put a roller through it that would print the um, the lettering on. Mm. So you squish it together. You squish then the it together, and then that made that, that. So then, when we get it as a paste up person, we would then have to cut it out and put it into different segments. So we used to have miscellaneous, used cars, real estate, and everything like that, and we'd cut it out.
1: I should have brought some things. You've brought lots of <laughs> things today. Back to our piece of paper, everybody—the big one that was. But before. if I could say,
3: this is say this has got printing on and everything else. Smaller piece right. of paper. Yep, small piece of paper. We cut it out, so it's been cut out. Now your cutting out is done by. Your normal dinky dye knife.
2: Yep, Stanley
3: knife. Yep. Stanley, knife Stanley knife. Stanley knife, cutting it up. Always use the Stanley knife. And we'd have a ruler. And a ruler. She's got a, a ruler too. Okay. Right. Perfect. Okay. Yes, so what I, happens then? I've there, to
2: cut things without a ruler before. You yeah.
3: <laughs> see the wisdom. I have a box full of things here. It's a very big box. Yes. So we would have an advert. People would, you know, ring in and want to advertise Sale. a... A sale, Mm. right, a garage sale. Matt's going to have a garage sale. Yep, you're going to have a garage sale and you've sent him what you want written in the garage sale. Mm -hmm. So the Lingo type people would then type that all up, We'll actually put all the lettering, singly, G-A-R, all single, into these little boxes tray Mm -hmm. and print it out. Then it would come to us and... It would come in a big piece of paper, but then we would have to cut it out. And imagine it's got garage sale written on this piece of paper. It's a smaller piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You wanted a border around it. Mm. So we would have to get our ruler. He's so fussy, isn't he? Our texter. (laughs) The border too. And we would draw up. You wanted a what? What size was it? Seven by two. Yeah, look,
2: that sounds. We great. called
3: seven by two <laughs> whatever, seven centimeters now at the time. by two columns across.
2: Oh yeah, big one.
3: Yeah. Yep, going to get a big one. That'll cost you millions of dollars, <laughs> as my manager used to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cost you thousands. Good guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> with our advert, we would then put it through what's called a wax machine. Everything was done with a wax machine. That would go through. And it would wax the back of the advert then we would then paste it into our area it's a little bit bigger than normal
1: That's okay
3: so there you actually have your I could draw up a quickly we're going to do some drawing here she's drawing a square
2: carousel yeah
3: thought off the the, uh, the ruler is a little bit wonky But it would then go into onto the page like that.
2: Yeah, right. And that have to be done for segment by segment to fill that page until the page is ready ready for print.
3: And it wasn't a matter of just working out. Okay, um, we can just put real estate down. We can just put it. We actually had to have metal trays, which is used for um, when we do the actual printing onto the newspaper. We'd use metal trays. We'd have to stick it all onto the metal trays, and then from there, have to then work out um, and do the layout of the page. So
2: that is a huge process just it for is. a printing a paper that people pick up for a few cents. Really, yeah, <laughs> yep.
3: yep. You can
2: see why the ads uh, cost you an arm and a leg.
3: That's right. Yeah. Um, also, so making up an actual um, page, you know, we got picture and write up football, say. Mm. Um, we would have our um, heading, which was done on a different machine, which is a, a bromo type machine, mm-hmm. which would then come out in strips, great big long strips, and we'd actually have to cut that strip and put it through the wax machine, put our heading on. Then they want a photo, a bromide. So we would then or- organise the photo, mm-hmm. cut that out, put it through the wax machine, stick that on there. Then with our this is all done by cut and paste. Yeah. And by that's hand. why it was called cut and paste. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice and wax
2: paste. Yeah.
3: These days it's all computerized. Yeah. And uh yeah, but the process is still roughly the same. You know, yeah. they still gotta work out on their, their page how to do tabs it's and no wax. No wax. No no. No No. wax. Yeah.
2: So this is a work. um, And how often did the paper come out? How many days? Yeah, and you'd have to. It would be more. We'd have
3: a we'd have a deadline. We'd have a deadline on Tuesday, um, and we would work 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 until we got that newspaper out. Mm. And um, yeah, it would go to press, and then we would then have to collate it together. So newspaper is made up of different sections, and it's not a matter of it just all coming out in one big lot. It actually has um, a few pages. So you'd have one sheet, you'd have a multiple of pages, Mm. and then you'd collect that into it. So it was a matter of this sort of figuration. Yeah. And that so there would be about you know 20 people, afterwards then collating it all in, and they still do that today. Yeah. Because the machine can't cope with 72 pages, so yeah, yeah they do 36 and then another 36.
2: Well, that's fascinating. Mm, the the life of a uh, cut and paste in yeah. uh, back in yeah. a uh, bygone era, but an insight into it today.
3: This yeah. is one of the
1: computers. I don't know whether you can actually see it's it. So how you go to a break, that's one of the computers there. Yeah.
3: So there very were computers.
2: Big. There they were just, computers. Uh, they were very big computers. <laughs> very <different. laughs> very
1: Absolutely. Big. You've got
2: yeah. computer outlo- output machine and headliner there. So that's right. pieces of equipment. Yeah. Well, Marge, thank you for that little insight. That's right. Um, and uh, we'll continue good. your story, which may continue some of that story as well, right yep. after this break. Uh, this is Life Burst with Sarah and Matt. In
0: Australia, juvenile arthritis affects one in 1,000 children, It's a silent yet common condition. Kids Arthritis is here to help support these children and their families. To help them, go to kidsarthritis.org. This has been a raw cut community service announcement.
1: This is Life Bus with Matt and Sarah. We're chatting with Marjorie. Now, you have taught us a lot so far which has been awesome (laughs) and we really really encourage people that once you finish listening to the episode to go back and watch it on youtube and facebook because there are lots of props and lots of things that she's brought in (laughs) to share with all of us which is really really exciting uh one thing that you haven't touched on yet however was something really big and significant that you did during your life uh share with us about this it's very exciting
3: my um
2: just one thing one thing yeah (laughs) does it involve what's behind us
1: here no it doesn't involve what's behind us yet no
3: No, it involves what i'm wearing here is the queen's award which is an international award you can earn through girls brigade i started girls brigade at the age of um 14 as a um pioneer which is the oldest section that you can um be in you have cadets juniors seniors and then pioneers
1: we just had a picture up on the screen of the award that you're wearing yeah the badge okay
3: yeah 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 close-ups better than the one
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah that's right yeah um
3: and yeah during that time i um i helped out with um Well, Girls' Brigade means to encourage girls to become followers of the Lord Jesus Christ and through self-control, reverence and a sense of responsibility to find true enrichment in life. Mm. And uh, so that's what we were doing. We mainly did. We did crafts and stories and devotions, cooking, things that the Scouts do but on a Christian basis. Um, During that time, I then became... Oh, that's right. While I was a pioneer, I earned the pioneer pin, which was the highest award that a pioneer can receive. Uh, it was a matter of going through leading um, crafts, leading what we call fall in. That was the start in the, and fall out, which is the start where all the girls come together. You talk to them, announcements and everything. And it wasn't just a matter of them all coming together. You actually had to Command, you had to do a full-in segment with mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. like company attention, company at ease. These are the rules, mm. these are this, and everything else. So, it else. involved quite a lot. That. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Um, what was one of the other things I, I did for Pioneer Ping? Um, yeah, leading devotions and yeah, being in co- control of a group. So, you had to show responsibility, care
1: and respect for the company. Um, that- well, what, what I'm curious to know about with what you've just said to do with the Girls' Brigade and everything. Did it actually grow you closer to Christ? It did, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's just um,
3: a real, uh, oh, don't we call it a bonus or a, um, a real feeling of sense of Being uh, of belonging Mm. and um, knowing that there is, you know, a God out there. Mm. And, yeah, and through our devotions and everything, you know, kids used to come to know Jesus and and that. I'll I'll tell you one of the segments that we did for devotions. Can you remember old film strips? Yeah. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Sarah, you wouldn't remember a film strips. Yeah, but I
1: know what they are.
3: Okay, okay. <laughs> but this was a matter of I had to organise putting a big screen up, Yeah, yeah. having a special projector, mm-hmm. yeah. which then you would have put the film in the projector. Unreal. the reel. The reel. Yeah. You'd have to have a, a separate tape recorder, so you'd have to press tape recorder You'd also have to press the camera, the the projector, at the same time. Right. But when it came to changing the slide, it would go ding, ding, and you'd change the slide. And then it would tell you another bit of the story. Then it'd go ding, ding, which would then tell you to then change the slide again. They were marvellous. It was a (laughs) marvellous. Yeah. Fantastic.
2: Ready to bring them back.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Way to go. But now it's so easy. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I still have that. So how (laughs) did you feel when you completed your award? Pioneer Ping? Yes. Oh, amazing.
3: Yeah, got up there with the commissioner and and the state um, commissioners and was presented at a church service along with um, another person that was doing their Pioneer at the same time. Well done. So it was good, yes. Well done. So then um, I went on to becoming a leader and as a pioneer I had to start what was called the Queen's Award, which is an international award mm-hmm. um, originated from Scotland and every girl in and boy in Boys and Girls Brigade can go for this award. Mm. Um, we had... Um, Two years to complete it in. With that two years, we I had to do six months community service, mm-hmm. which I did at the Mount Barker Hospital, where the nurses used to tease me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I also had to do a morning, lunch and afternoon tea for 50 officers for girls' brigade, At a at a conference, Mm -hmm. I had to organise everything, Mm. meals, menu, helpers, organise the um, the kitchen, and how it all went together. Mm. And that was that was great. You know, you know, it was really a good buzz. Um, Another one that I did was we had to do was a trading table. And my trading table, I did down at... Um, not ev- not every cho- you know, a girl has to do trading tables. They, there's different things you can do, but I chose table trading table. Um, that was down at Unley, and I had to collect and collect and collect everything from people and had to take it all down in the car and trailer down to Unley and set up all these trestles and that. So that was another huge... Mm-hmm. You know, the Queen's Awards, not just... You get it. There was a lot involved. Mm. The other one that I had to do Another was props. Yep. There we go. Was my book on the career. Yeah. yeah. I had to do go. the actual history, the um, biography. Um, you know about everything about the career. Right. and uh, yeah, that was uh, that was really interesting because you know I had a lot of help from. Uh, from people at the Korea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh,
2: brilliant.
3: Um, Excellent. One of the other things, uh, that might have been all, actually. Yeah, but it was just uh, really great. Oh, that's right. Now, I also had to have dinner with the State Commissioner, the International, oh, not the International, the National Commissioner and some of the delegates and... There was two other girls and myself doing it and that. And that was a matter of learning how to hold your cup, okay. you know, and, and your finger up, you know. The- <laughs> yes. What well,
2: is the queen
3: of the There it is, yeah. The, the proper That's way of right, holding yeah. the tea? Yes, <laughs> no, it was all etiquette and, you know, you had uh-huh. to be, yeah. Okay. mm
2: Wow. Well, so it sounds so like that was it was... a bit
3: nerve-wracking. Yeah.
2: But you, you got through uh, and yeah. you not only got the award but the experience of doing it and mm. the opportunity to help others along mm. the
3: way. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, and I was presented at uh, Mourn Church, Uniting Church. Well, it was Methodist back then mm-hmm. um, in Franklin Street mm. with a um, state, um, yeah, state parade. And how old were you when you completed this? Oh, I was um, 22. Right. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So I managed. It was 24 back then, but I think they've now made it 25. You can go to. Yeah.
1: So, yes. Well done. Yeah, Another really insightful <laughs> 10 minutes of the program. <laughs> yes. Learning so much today. Uh, this is Life Birth with Matt and Sarah, chatting with Marjorie. We'll be back straight after this. <laughs>
0: Raw Cut is also on social media. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter with the handle Raw Cut AU.
1: This is Life First with Matt and Sarah. We're chatting with Marjorie today, and we've got to the final segment of the show and realised that there is so much more of her story as of- as there often is of our guests. Mm. Um, so there's going to be some things that you can see in the background that we're going to talk about next time when we have marjorie come back again uh, now we are going to focus on your mother mm-hmm. and the type of mischief that you two used to get up to <laughs> together because i think this is worth sharing well i don't know where to say
3: <laughs> <laughs> too much to tell oh dear yeah my mum was a very outgoing funny person. Yeah. And, um, well, just to start off with, I think I mentioned how she used to not be able to drive. Yeah. So she'd have lots and lots of people, you know, turn up and uh, um, pick her up and take her shopping or take her to Guild. She was involved with so many things. I found a di- uh, all of her diaries not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And going through, I'm thinking, how did she do it all? Mm-hmm. You know, it was like... She'd be here, there and everywhere else. She was very caring. She used to child mind um, the neighbour's children and um, that she had five of them that she'd looked after and that and, um, yeah, used to spend... She did lots of babysitting for people in the community in um, I She was involved with so many church organisations, mm-hmm. very interdominant with the national. my mother was. Into the <laughs> right? yeah. The yeah. Just to give you an insight of, of mum, she she lived in Adelaide and dad lived up here at uh, Longwood and dad met mum at a supermarket, C- C- CPS stores down in, um, oh, I think it was Grote Street, not sure, but anyway. Hmm. Um Anyway they got to know each other and mum would catch the bus uh, catch sorry catch the train up to Belair and then on to Stirling the old Stirling railway station mm-hmm. there but she wouldn't just catch the train she'd ride a bike from Glandor to Goodwood catch a train and then get off at Stirling and ride her bike. If Dad wasn't there, if a boyfriend wasn't there to pick her up, she would then ride her bike to Longwood. Wow! So that's quite a fair distance. That's, yeah, that impressive. Yeah, yeah. Just just look on Google Maps and uh, <laughs> you know work out. <laughs> really hilly too. Yeah, really yeah, hilly. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: How far so was. he was pretty fit.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she, was must be. she was pretty fit. Yeah. Though, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Um, Some of the things that she used to go up to, we went on um, lots of holidays together and uh, we'd be on the bus and she would, um, while people were asleep and that, you know, she would tie their shoelaces together. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Watch out, Matt. Don't fall asleep.
3: Yeah. No, that's,
1: that's <laughs> well, I'll tie, I'll tie shoelaces together. See, <laughs> I didn't wear shoes and shoelaces today knowing this. Yes,
3: and don't do this at home, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or on the bus.
3: Or on the, bus. <laughs> or on the school bus. <laughs> so when people woke up and that went to walk, <laughs> hence their shoelaces were tied up. Yeah. She did other things like... Um, Oh, I don't know. She's did so many different things. I'm thinking what's appropriate and what's
1: not appropriate to share. <laughs> So did you, you inherit some of
2: did you inherit some of this uh oh, absolutely! Mischief from your mum? <laughs> did and you so did
3: my daughter? <laughs> <Okay>. mm. <laughs> so, I see
1: you've hidden your shoes there,
3: Matt. You kinda of pushed them yeah, under, the, it. under the chair. You <laughs> did. Yeah, but no, um oh look, I can't remember all the addicts you used to get up to, antics. Um we'd be on boat boat trips and that, you know, you get people that are seasick. And uh, they'd be leaning over, and she'd come up and go, Ooray! Oh, She rises. <laughs> and I mean, you know, she was she was okay, she wasn't you know sick, but she would just come up and stir people up, and, and that. And then she'd go on the boat and she'd be swaying like this, making people, you know. And uh, yeah, it was ridiculous. But I, I can, um, if my friends are listening, she would re- relate to this. We went away, I went away with one of my friends and we went to Wilmington and um, during again I did the tie type the shoelaces and other little bits and pieces but um, during the night um, the door squeaked and so as you went out to during the night which you quite often do I won't explain <laughs> where or Not why right, yeah. <laughs> but the door would creak and it really got annoying so I, I said to Kate, I said, we've well, got any fly spray or anything. We found some margarine that we uh, we had, and um, I, you know, those little sachet things. Yeah. And that. So I put my finger on that and I did the door hinges like that. And she went, What are you doing? <laughs> it's like that. And then during the night, we'd wake up, and um, I used to get hungry during the night. So I'd be fossicking, you know, in my sultana packet trying to find sultanas and she, was, she we used to have a ball together. Right. She says, what
1: are you doing? You know, it's like. <laughs> that fun. Yeah, wow. yeah. There is so much more to share of your life mm. and that's why we do life birth. Mm. Um, but we are coming towards the end and we have been pre-warned by you and the producers that uh, you have something that we have to get involved in. So we are allowing plenty of time. So, Marge, we'll let you ask the question.
2: Yeah, as we ask all our guests, Mm -hmm. Marge, uh, if you had a piece of advice to give whoever's watching or listening today, what would that be?
3: My advice to you um, is um, you can do anything in life. Just all you need to do is to believe in yourself and you will be amazed at what you can achieve. And through that, I
1: have... Whole lot of little
3: bit here. Sorry if we
1: hit the microphone. Sorry everybody. (laughs) There is a long paper chain of
2: paper people.
1: Paper people. Paper people. Whoa. And these are all the different things that you
3: can do by putting your mind to it. You can be a school teacher. I have a farmer. It's so like don't garden. say that you can never do anything because in life it's possible to do whatever. You just need to put your mind to it and it will happen.
2: Fantastic.
3: What doctor. have you got written there? Yeah, Yeah. tell us a few.
1: Tell us. Tell us what you've uh, got doctor,
3: done. Doctor, nurse, carer, sports, Um. you.
2: Yeah, be you. Yeah, be
3: you. Very powerful. Bus
2: driver, mm-hmm. gardener, plumber, handy person and you've often many of these at, at once aren't you i am uh, yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you are
3: a lady tells me i'm a i a, a hat of many not a hat of many colors <laughs> uh,
2: well, well, that's, pro- that's probably wearing a many actually.
3: wearing many hats
2: you're yeah, wearing many hats, hats. many colors
3: and my mother used to always say to me never say can't yeah because you can
2: that's great advice.
3: That's awesome. Mm.
1: Well,
2: thank you, Marge. Thank that, you. That, that's, that's, that's really right. encouraging. And uh, you've you've shared with us uh, what well, we've had cows, we've had uh, teddy, <laughs> we've had uh, cars, um, and uh, some insights into um, life in the printing world as well. So yeah. thank you for sharing that. And there's thank so much you. more to share with us as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a prop behind us here as well, which we'll share about I next can, time. I can hold uh, that. We've got I can another hold prop here. People.
1: We're, we're going to lift the people up. Try not to. And out to the front. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to share about the bear with the black shorts and the flower on the right paw.
2: So that'll be next time. (laughs) That'll
1: be next time.
2: So uh, thank you for joining us and thank you, Marge, so much for sharing uh, a little bit of your story today. And we look forward to hearing more uh, in our next uh, upcoming episode as well uh, where we continue that. Uh, this has been Life I'm Matt. And
1: yeah. I'm Sarah. You can catch up with us wherever you get your podcasts from. You can watch us, particularly this interview, uh, on Facebook <laughs> or YouTube and, of course, on Hills Radio and Community Television as well. We will see you next time.
0: Life Bursts is hosted by Matthew Karat and Sarah Freeman with production by Rhys Jarrett and Kay Hoshra ozartigan for more episodes of Life Bursts, go to rawcut.com.au. This is a rawcut production.